Every Arizona homeowner's best friend for 30 years. And it all has to do with you. Thanks for tuning in. It's Rosie on the House. morning y'all all y'all you're tuned in to Rosie on the house Saturday morning happy place for all of Arizona homeowners Well, you were telling me on the drive-in, sweet Jennifer, that we're going to drop back down in the 70s here next week? I saw everything from 90, 85, 70, and then it's going to creep back up. But, boy, we keep getting nice little breaks. Oh, boy, that's delicious, delicious. Okay, we're throwing the doors open at my house. It's Rosie on the house. Good morning, and thanks for tuning in. Romy, my number one son, is here on my right, co-host, and... Of the show for about the last 15 years. Romy, good morning there, good man. Good morning. And, of course, my wife, Sweet Jennifer's here. She's generally in the call screening booth. But 7 o'clock, she comes in the studio and we visit just about whatever the Romero family would like to visit about. We have what I would call a packed show today. In the 10 o'clock hour, we're going to be talking outdoor living and what you can do to enhance your backyard environment with the experts from Sunburst Landscaping. In the 9 o'clock hour, it's your open line hour where regardless of what you're trying to tackle around your house, home, castle, or cabin, you can phone our toll-free number, get a hold of us, and we'll talk you through whatever that project might be. In that 9 o'clock hour, we have a special guest joining us, and we'll be covering the topic as it fits in between the Uh, phone calls that come in, Dr. Mike Manning from Allergy and Immunology, talking about what you can do. Boy, when Jennifer and I got back from our extended um, stay out of the country, uh, we came back about the middle of April, and there were two weeks of the most miserable environment in the Phoenix, Maricopa County area. It's like the, the wind was blowing constantly, the air was yellow, and so... You know, I'm going into my allergy shots, and there are people there crying and begging for mercy, and the misery index is like off the charts. It was just unbelievable. So we're going to get Dr. Mike Manning in. He's been in before, and we're just talking about tips uh, on how you can manage your microhabitat, maybe, to try and get through those periods of high allergy exposure in a more comfortable way. Eight o'clock hour, we've got a couple guests coming in. Romy, who have you got coming in? Well, it's the fourth Saturday of the month, so we have the urban farmer Greg Peterson will be in, and he's bringing an author, friend, and uh, fellow urban farmer, Kari Peterson of the Micro Project. Uh, Kari Spencer. What did I say? Peterson. Oh. Oops, (laughs) yeah. Uh, Kari is... Mrs. Peterson probably (laughs) didn't like that very much. (laughs) Not much. (laughs) Kari Spencer. (laughs) And uh, she recently wrote a book... Mr. Spencer probably didn't like it very much City Farming, Yeah. (laughs) That'll be a great hour. They're great together on their topic. They are very knowledgeable. Probably, you know, could cover everything you ever want to know about chickens in your home, in your yard. 
Yeah, we had a great interview at the beginning of the month. We bring in the Farm Bureau, and because of Easter and the holiday, we highlighted on eggs. So if you weren't convinced then that backyard <laughs> eggs are something you wanted for your home, or, or if you were convinced, then today with uh, Kari and Greg, you'll have all the all the information you need to get, get going and keep a healthy flock. I just returned from another little road trip, and they're they're done now. I'm done. I'm done traveling here for a while. Thank goodness. That they just our... they just kind of all backed up. I don't know how that happened, but boy, I'm not going to let that happen again. But I'd be curious. Any of you that have been to Key West, all those songs glorifying that place, Margaritaville, and tourists and oil. I saw some of the most severe cases of sunburn I've ever seen in my life. Probably all that little Midwest fair skin out in there. <laughs> Un- I was in pain looking at it. But, and it, it, I'll tell you this, it has recovered from the hurricane completely. And we're more about talking Arizona locations than we are out of Arizona locations. But after all I'd heard, all the years about everything there was to do in Key West, there's two things to do, in, three things to do in Key West. There are no beaches, so sit by the pool, read a book, drink at any one of about 4,000 bars, or go fishing. So we went fishing. <laughs> and there's a Good lot, choice. and there's a lot of fishing and a lot of boats. But boy, Rosie Romero's a first year opinion of Key West. Is it's a stanky place. Stanky. <laughs> Can I post not somebody that's been to New Orleans. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, this this makes New Orleans look like. <laughs> well, at least in New Orleans you have some nice Mahal. restaurants mixed in. Oh, hey, can I boy. post a picture of you in that barracuda you've caught? Sure. All right. I'll do that so, later. So not going back to Key West again. <laughs> so where are we going to go? Well, we're going to go outdoors in Arizona. And Jennifer, while I was gone, hooked up into Eli. Who have you got here, babe? This is Eli. Actually, I gave it to you. You tell me who it is. (laughs) Eli Eli Griffin, Griffin. manager of trail development resources for a group. Rails to Trails Conservancy. It's nationwide. We're going to find out about it this morning. Hey, Mr. Eli, how are you doing this morning? I am great. How about you guys? Good. Very well, very well. Joining us from D.C. What's the weather like in D.C. this morning? It's actually quite nice today. I think about a high of 76, which is a bit nicer than we've been having. Very good. Jennifer and I were in D.C. recently, and we hiked, what was that, the Goat Trail over by Great Falls? Mm -hmm. They have a few trails over there. Yeah. Um, Quite nice, kind of rustic hiking. Yeah, it was was nice. And then the hike all through the the, uh, Great Falls area and out on the river and the little islands where you could really see the falls, that was nice. But we got in touch with you to talk about this group, Rails to Trails Conservancy. What have y'all got going on? What is this thing? So we are the largest trails nonprofit in the country. And our name seems a little niche. Um, That's kind of where we have our roots. And it's still um, our bread and butter is converting former rail lines into multi-use trails normally. Um, Sometimes more hiking and mountain biking trails, but primarily Trails where you can um, go out and bike, go out with your family, um, rollerblade, um, use a wheelchair. They're, they're friendly, 
multi-use trails for um, all kinds of people. And we've kind of since expanded our work um, as the trail movement's blown up um, in a positive way um, to focus on other types of uh, multi-use trails as well. So, so we help local groups who are working to develop trails in their community um, with technical expertise. We connect them to others who have done it um, successfully before them. Um, and often we do uh, participate on the ground level um, in the project itself. And what you don't do is manage. So you're on the front end of finding the trails, developing the trails, uh, educating on how to do a trail. That's exactly right. We realized a long time ago that management is best done in the hands of the locals who are there every day, who know the area well, who can respond to citizen um, questions, concerns, desires. So we find that it's best to kind of keep hands off of that um, piece of the work. You're a non-governmental agency supported by just independent membership? That is the bulk of our funding, yes. We have about uh, 100,000 uh, members around the country. Um, well, good we job. Get, That's nice. Well, thank very you good. very much. Yeah, we're, we're quite proud of that. Um, and we do have some larger foundation grants, um, some corporate grants, and for um, specific projects, we'll receive some federal funding, but that does not support organizational expenses. And so what, like you as the manager of trail development resources, like what's a typical day for you? Are you visiting on how to leverage what y'all got into making existing trails better? Or are y'all constantly expanding? I can't believe the number of trails y'all got just right here in Arizona. Yeah, there are a ton. There's two, over 2,000 rail trails nationwide. Wow. Um, and that's just a fraction of the multi-use trails, obviously. I think I read um, 31,000 miles or something, something crazy. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yep. And we have that all mapped, which is one of the one of the few services we provide um, to help um, increase trail use and promote trails. Um, and that's on our website, traillink.com. I have to say that is one of the best websites I've ever seen. It is so user-friendly. You can go on there and Look up, look, look up your area, and then you can choose by activity, everything from dog walking to geocaching to horseback riding to um, biking, wheel, you know, wheelchair accessibility. You can, everything you can think of, you can look, search your trails that way. And, and I, I want to I get to that website because it is really easy to use. But it, in, a, in about a minute, Eli, so tell me, what's your typical work day? I mean, with a title like Manager of Trail Development Resources, I don't think I'd be in the office very much. Yeah, um, you you would think that, and I'm often not, <laughs> but um, unfortunately, and that's kind of one of the, the quirks of the job is working for a trails nonprofit and then sitting behind a desk more often than I'd like, but um, a lot of the reason for that is because I run our professional network, which seeks to link these um, trail professionals together, the managers, um, the friends groups who are supporting the trails, trail planners. Um, and some citizen advocates um, so that they can kind of help help each other. So we're not the only voice speaking directly to them as the authority, which we're comfortable doing. We have that experience. But if we don't need to be doing it or if there's better expertise on the ground in another city, maybe a thousand miles away um, that we could connect these folks to, um, we like to do that. So a lot of my day to day is kind of setting up and running that network and making sure the right people are talking to each other. 
Um, and then I also manage our regranting program, which is um, pass-through grants we get from um, large corporations, large foundations, um, and some major donors. Well, let's, um, and then passing it through to on-the-ground trail projects. Well, I want to come back and talk about the website because it is a great resource for any Arizona homeowner to pull up and take a look at the many trails that are available at TrailLink, TrailLink.com. We're here with Eli Griffin, the manager of Trail Development Resources for Rails to Trails. Here in Arizona with Rosie on the house, trying to find reasons for you to take care of your house, home, castle, or cabin, get it in shape so you can get out and enjoy the great state of Arizona. And on the topic of getting out and enjoying the great state of Arizona, we're on a website this morning, traillink.com. I couldn't encourage you more if you're there just rolling out of bed, fixing that first cup of coffee, trying to rub the sleep out of your eyes. Go on over to your computer and fire it up and go to traillink.com. We're here talking with Mr. Eli Griffin, the manager of Trail Development Resources for Rails to Trails. And you'd be very proud of my wife. She's in the studio this morning with her big Rails to Trails T-shirt on. Sporting a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> That's great to hear. And so what what would be the advantage of someone joining with 100,000-plus members nationwide? What is membership going to get an Arizona homeowner? Mm-hmm. Well, of course, for us, and the, the main pitch is that it's support for our work um, that I touched on earlier. Yes. Um, in terms of more, uh, I guess, concrete <laughs> um, perks for the Member, we do a quarterly magazine um, with great features on um, trails around the country. You um, have developing trails and open trails. Mm-hmm. You have trails in every state as well, right? So, getting that, that magazine, that you're going to learn correct. about going to learn about places all over the country you might like to visit as well. That's right. There are at least three open rail trails in every state, and usually it's much more than that. I haven't counted Arizona's, but I'm scrolling the list right here. There's at least 30 may even be more than that i think there's more than that that's a good that's a good strong list and it covers a good part of the state so lots of opportunities gary you you actually use one of the trails for your marathon training yeah half marathon training the peavine trail which is the old santa fe railroad connection into prescott it's a very popular trail goes behind watson lake and then splits off uh, if you split off to the right, that's an old rail line that goes to uh, mine, mining back in the Bradshaw Mountains back in the day and then opens up into Prescott Valley. It's a great trail. Anybody can do it. Now, is it, like, when you say anybody, is it, like, handicap accessible? Well, or is it gravel? Or? It, it's gravel and okay. dirt in some areas. So, okay. um, I, I, you know, if you if you are in a wheelchair, I, I would be very, you know, just be very careful. And Watson Lake uh, well, has plenty of paved trails all around it anyway. So absolutely. Just, that's just a great trailhead location. Mm-hmm. And the website will tell you what the trails are made of. And, um, Eli, isn't that what y'all call one of your Hall of Fame trails, that Peavine Trail in Prescott? That's exactly right. It is our sole representative um, from Arizona in the uh, Rail Trail Hall of Fame. But there are only about 30 trails in it around the country. So it's quite an accomplishment. What does that tell us that it's a Hall of Fame? How do you, how does the trail earn that? Mm-hmm. It's 
selected on a variety of criteria. Um, generally, scenic value is is a main one. Um, but the thing that they all have in common is that they're well used and well loved by their community. I mean, y'all could be anywhere in the state. There is I'm I'm clicked on to a trail now, Mojave and Milltown Railroad Trail, which is in western Arizona along the Colorado River in Mojave County. Absolutely some of the most rugged country in all of Arizona, but it looks like a great trail. It's several several miles long, lots of beautiful country. Tons and tons of different opportunities. The thing I like about the website, Eli, is you can search trail by so many different things, by location, by trail type. I mean, you can search if, if we, we've encouraged a lot of Arizona families to get engaged with geocaching as an excuse to get outside and get the kids, you know, on the trail. You can search the website by geocache activity. That's awesome. Yeah, we love it. And we recently um, launched an app version of our website, too, with all the same features you just mentioned. Um, and, you know, just for when you're actually out on the trail, on the go, it's really easy to just take a look, make sure you're still on the, the right trail's route. If it's a part of a trail network, um, look for other ones nearby, that sort of thing. It's a great resource. I did download it. It's just as easy to use as the website. It's very nice. And you can and you can record your own things as well and keep track of what you've done. And- mm-hmm. Lots of great features. That's Rails to Trails, folks. Mr. Eli Griffin, Manager of Trail Development Resources. In the last little minute here, is there anything else you'd like the Arizona homeowners to know about Rails to Trails? Uh, Just that they're a great place to go out and experience nature. Uh, Take your family. um, Go train for a marathon, as I heard uh, one of you might have been doing. Um, Just go out there. Just see see the the great state you have separated from car traffic um, and enjoy. Awesome. Mr. Eli Griffin, I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your Saturday morning to join us here at Rosie on the House. All right. Thank you, guys. Okay, man. Thanks a million. When when did this come on on your radar screen? This has kind of been a topic you've been nursing along here for a little while. I just you know, scroll on the internet all the time and, and just saw that they, they were actually having a big event. So I kind of tuned in, decided to do a little research and thought they were pretty amazing. Well, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the rails to trails avenues we've been on here in Arizona to kind of give you all a cheater view into maybe one or two that you might want to put on your bucket list early. Right here at Rosie on the House. Waking you up easy on a Saturday morning. 30-year Saturday morning tradition for Arizona homeowners. You're tuned in to Rosie on the House, where we throw the doors wide open at my house, and we invite you just to come on in and sit down with us. Let's have a little visit. We're going to talk here in the finishing up this hour about what we've started the hour on, getting outside and enjoying the great state of Arizona. In the 8 o'clock hour, our outdoor living hour, Romy will have special guests in, Greg Peterson and Kari Spencer, talking about maybe her most recent book published, 
city farming. You interested in trying to get some product, produce growing, or some livestock going on your city lot? Maybe Carrie's just the one you need to be introduced to. Greg Peterson, of course, the urban farmer. Nine o'clock hour will be open hour. Anything project you're trying to tackle, we'd invite you to call us in that hour at our toll-free number. Join the conversation. Let us know what you're trying to tackle. Maybe you have a quote or an estimate that you're confused about you want an opinion on. Give us a ring. We've been building and remodeling all across the great center of Arizona for over 40 years. And we can put our experience to work for you. Ten o'clock hour, we've got the experts coming in from Sunburst Landscaping talking about additional opportunities of enjoying your backyard in the great state of Arizona, maybe that you haven't yet considered. So that's everything we got lined up today, but I'm still stuck on Rails to Trails website right now. What you looking at? And oh, texters are too, getting people. What's the name of that website? Where do I find ah, this? Great. Tell me more about it. And Arizona has a bunch. I mean, a bunch. I haven't, I haven't got made through the whole list to count them yet. But here's one of the very first ones that you can latch on to. It's the Arizona Canal Path. It's 70 miles long. It goes from Peoria basically to Fountain Hills following the canal. And is that footing? What is that footing? Is that all concrete? Some of it's concrete. M much of it is, is improved dirt. Paved, yeah. yep. But a lot of it is paved. Of course, in and around the city, a lot of it is paved. But it's just one example of these rails to trails now this follows of course the canal i believe probably the roosevelt canal that goes through town but they've got them all over and you stumbled on this by googling getting out hiking and what's the story on how all this got started the history behind rails to trails is pretty neat there was a woman mary t watts <laughs> And in 1963, she wrote, she was a naturalist and an author, and she wrote a letter to the Chicago Tribune, an editorial, about maybe changing the, the um, old abandoned railway and making it into a nice pathway for everybody. And so then that was just kind of the first time anybody had mentioned it, and I think it kind of brewed. In 1969, the National Trail Systems Act was enacted, and in 1987, Rails to Trails was born. And the rails are kind of the backbone of what they've done of how they started, but it did expand as they got, I think as their expertise developed and they dis realized the demand. But there's all there's three different ways you can do a rail bed. One's called rail banking, where they, um, uh, you know, just do the, the trail in, in the trail bed. There's one called um, rail with trail. So they leave the, tr the railway, but they put the path along the side. So it follows. The, the railway, and then they, the one where they kind of borrow, so if they, they might change it over to a trail, realizing they may have to give it back at some time. <laughs> the railroad might want that one back, huh? Mm -hmm. So that's kind of cool. Well, they are, they're all over the state. It's not unique just to Maricopa County. I was telling you all about the Grand or the Canal Path. Well, down in Tucson, they've got the Santa Cruz River Park Trail. It's 42 miles long following the Santa Cruz River. I mean, and that is a spectacular trail environment down there they've kind of restored and renewed the santa cruz river right there beside town santa cruz river is one of the most historic rivers and transportation corridors in the entire state of arizona it was the original interstate into arizona it is the path virtually every spanish explorer took looking for the seven cities of cibola to get in and try and find the golden cities so it is loaded with history down there. It's, the more I learn about it and that area, 
the more intrigued I am. So it's Rails to Trails. Just RailsToTrails.org is the website. TrailLinks.com is kind of the active application of that, and you can also get an app on your phone. And it's really neat because there are some that aren't so aggressive as 100 miles. They're a, a mile long. Yeah, right. So you could get out there with a stroller and a baby or a relative in a wheelchair or just whatever. Just get outside and really enjoy being outdoors. Here's one that's a half mile long. Okay. <laughs> that's the one you're going to do, huh? <laughs> After catching all those fish. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. It's an extremely easy website to use. We've talked to you all before about geocaching. You can find trailheads by any one of a number of different filters. You can log them into your trails. You can record them historically and archive them. But I would suggest that you start simply by getting to the website and click Arizona and hit go. And there are at least, at least 30 or 40 sites here that go everywhere from the Grand Canyon all the way down to Nogales. Many located in Pima County and Maricopa County. Tons of opportunities to get out. You can actually search it by geocaching as well. So there isn't any reason not to get out and enjoy it. Man, it's just littered. And, and then and then we were talking before the show with Gary about the Apache Trail that's over in Eager across the flats of the White Mountains. That's a gorgeous trail. That's a really nice trail. And I'm looking, I, I don't know the exact name of it, but I know it was following the path of the Apache Eastern Railroad. It's off 260, and it's near the Sunrise Ski Resort turnoff. Right. But it's right off the highway, and it's nothing but beautiful flat plain. It does cross a wash, and they use the original uh, trestle to uh, to cross as well. So it's good for uh, it's good for hiking, uh, also biking too. We yeah, the horses want, there. We we've, the horses we've, we've like. taken the horses up there several times. You park right there at the ski hill uh, that doesn't have any lifts, and you can hike up a lot of family skis there. There's a little there's a a, a forest service restroom facility there, a big parking area. And it starts there and heads kind of off to the southeast. And it's it's absolutely gorgeous. That's where uh, we almost lost two dogs to exhaustion from chasing the wild game that were in the area. <laughs> it, it, I mean, they, they, they finally made it back to us. And I thought I was going to have to throw them in the saddle and carry them home. Uh, they you, slept well that night, though. They, they slept very well. Now, I don't mean to come out and take a big bucket of cold water and dump it on oh, you. Here we go. Um, well, then don't. Use, <laughs> use common sense here. Um, if something doesn't feel right, you're probably right. Uh, Sonic Key Wash, I was actually looking at it because the Gila River stretch through the Tonopah, Arlington, Palo Verde is an area I really love. And yes. I don't get down there very often. Uh, usually it's only when you know the Wickenburg uh, volleyball team is going to play in their district down in that area. That's... <laughs> That's all the teams we compete. So when we go watch Parenthood, Tenley. Parenthood. <laughs> but that whole Gila River wash down through Arlington and Powell, I mean, I just love it. Just ag field after ag yeah. field, and the river's got big old trees along along, along the side. And you look at the picture, and it, it, I'm pretty confident that is the Gila River. Well, then you go to the details about it. And it says Queen Creek, Arizona, off of Riggs and Ellsworth, which is like 80 miles the other dire- <laughs> the uh -oh. other side of town. <laughs> and it talks about parking at the equestrian center, which is the by the picture that it shows here. That is the Queen Creek uh, equestrian center, the real nice one with the covered arena and 
We'll so have to let Eli they're know. completely separate sides of Phoenix Good metro catch. area. There's a place so on if here. If something doesn't feel right, don't be afraid to question it. Don't always trust <laughs> that GPS. Hey, so um, on that website, if you go to um, contact us, there's a place to ask about trails, to maybe request a place for a trail. So I think I'll let Eli know uh, we have some concerns about that one. And, and you jumped into membership. I did. How, I, I mean, it was you just write how a little. How brutal was I that? I think it was 35 bucks. Yeah, okay. And I get that little... Um, that newsletter that comes, it gives me all kinds of desire to get out and try other places. And my my cool gray T-shirt here with Rails to Trails written on it. So, And then an email newsletter as well. So it keeps you posted on what's coming up. They even have events where people sign up, like hundreds of people sign up to go on a five-day trip, 160 miles long, riding across the country in Pennsylvania and visiting towns and stuff. I think your sister, Nita, has done some of that. Well, Alone, that but not, but yeah, but with, they have groups that'll go. That's where I originally ever even heard of Rails to Trails. I have a sister who lives in Colorado Springs, and she and her husband, Dan, actually take vacations around these particular trails with their bicycles. And, and they'll bicycle 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 100 miles. Eli had mentioned uh, the Peavine Trail is the kind of the crown jewel here in Arizona. Hall of uh, Famer. In Hall of Famer. There are two others I would consider Hall of Fame. One's in Louisiana. It's the Tammany Trace Trail. That's 26 miles. It includes a drawbridge. So when it lifts at night, you won't be able to hike, uh, hike or bike that trail. But it's mostly for biking. And then Jennifer informed me that y'all have done a portion of this. But one of the crown jewels is in Missouri. It's the Katy Trail, the old Katy Railroad Trail. And that's 200 miles through these small towns where they have hotels aside. And I've heard of cyclists that would take, what, four-day vacations and ride through town, stay at the hotel in the small town and continue on plus they kept some of the railroad memorabilia along the way so you got block signals uh cars whatnot it's really awesome neat. well all started by an editorial written by a woman to the chicago tribune in 1963 what a great idea take all these old rail beds and put them to work that what was vision. the that was the birth of rails to trails and since then they are a non-government agency that is supported by membership and they put their resources together with experts in the local vicinity to create for us outdoor trail opportunities that you can enjoy and appreciate. So in your ongoing quest as the Romeros uh, to get outside and find out yet another reason to do it and get out there and enjoy it, consider membership at Rails to Trails. We have nothing to gain by this other than by your increased participation, the trails that we like to enjoy may be kept in absolute top trail condition. A day outside in Arizona puts life in perspective. It really does. They've got a great one here, 14 miles, the Grand Canyon Greenway Trail. So, no, like I say, no limit of opportunities. When we get back, this all drives around the Arizona staycation, as well as the event calendar. We've got the Peavine Trail that you were talking about earlier, Prescott, and we've got some activities on our calendar showing up. And we'll talk about all that when we get back right here at Rosie on the House.
We were talking about our community calendar and our next event posted, which actually a little way out. I didn't realize we had kind of gotten light on our events. We uh, post events, community events throughout the great state of Arizona. I know there's a lot between now and July 14th, so I don't have to get back on that. Or if you are an organizer or you host a community-driven event, it could be a garden club. It could be uh, the 21st annual Prescott Indian Market going on on July 14th. Uh, but before that, I know we got to get on there. We got the world's oldest rodeo. We've got both Payson and Prescott rodeos coming up. We got to get those on there. But it's just a way that we help connect Arizona with the local community. A lot of people that are new to the state, you stumble across the program on the weekends, driving around, getting used to it, running errands, doing your shopping. It's on the broadcast, and where one of the biggest things that we see to hear from people is, man, there's there's nothing. There's a disconnect to the local. Well, it, it's very there and it's very real. Um, but there's so many people that are constantly, it's a transient state that you don't develop that uh, neighbor to neighbor very well if, in, in a lot of the areas. So it's one area that we feel we can help be every Arizona homeowner's best friend, whether you're here long term or passing through rosyonthehouse.com, anything you need for your house, home, castle, cabin, and our community calendar for local events. And in and around the state, along with our Arizona staycation. Staycation. You want to talk about staycations for a minute? Only can register for it one place, rosieonthehouse.com. Well, we're wrapping up April, and our April winter got to go to the south rim of the Grand Canyon and stay at the Yavapai Lodge, spent some time in the canyon. And to get up there, they picked up their Sanderson Ford F-150. Did they? That's they what did. They, that's they what they did. went up in? Uh-huh, and... Um, with our Sphinx Date Ranch package of goodies, and just had a had a blast. Um, Margarita can't wait to. She's going to record a little testimonial for us because she had such a good time. She wrote us a nice letter. That's part of the best part of it is getting the letters afterwards about how much fun people had. Because a lot of times you don't take a vacation in your own state. You wait till you go somewhere else and experience everything. So May's winner has been chosen, and they're going to be going to um, Sh- Snowflake, staying at the Heritage Inn. Have you ever seen the Heritage Inn? I've been, I've driven past it in the town of Snowflake, really but I've never special, stayed there. Oh, a special 1890s Victoria Pioneer home, all decked out, um, 10 rooms, all decorated, period. Um, you do feel like you stepped into a different place in time. Have you, have you been, have you seen it? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, you get, they serve a delicious homemade breakfast. You can, for an extra little fee, you can have it served in bed. Spoil yourself a little bit. And they have um, every bathroom has either a clawfoot tub or a jacuzzi. It's, they're air conditioned, which is kind of unusual for that area. Everything's air conditioned, and they have choice of gas logs as well, depending on the weather. So, our and they have a heritage hall, has an event. Um, heritage Inn has an event hall. So, if you wanted to hold an event up there, it's a beautiful little setting. So, that's where they're staying this month. And they're also um, in their, I don't know what vehicle they've chosen from Sanderson yet, but one of our newest vendors is My Popcorn Kitchen. And so their little snack goodies will be from them. <laughs> okay. um, and you can get, that's really a cool little place right in Scottsdale, 14202 North Scottsdale Road. And the fun thing is all the different flavors, sweet or savory, and all the containers. You can even get your favorite professional team canned, uh, <laughs> your popcorn canned full of your choice of popcorn. Um, and if you go up there, you know, the winner will have choice of all kinds of Arizona State Parks. They can go to uh, Full Hollow Lake Recreation Area, maybe Lyman Lake. That's a great State. one. Mm-hmm. Lyman Lake State Park. We park. We've camped there. Hum- Hamalavi, 
Take there it. you go. That's uh-huh. it. Finally did it. Pueblo. I know you pronounce it right, but I haven't been there. <laughs> I don't know where it is, but I know it's, that's the right It's really a Impressive. spectacular Impressive. state park on the windswept mesas above the Little Colorado River, below Second Mesa, uh, a, a, a dwelling site for thousands of Native Americans at one point that had migrated down from Second Mesa. Just really an intriguing, intriguing state park. And Casa Mal Pais is there as well in the area, and just excellent, excellent tour guides and uh, pretty easy hiking around and just kind of, it's really fun just to look out and pretend like you lived at that time and how, how it must have been. And know? again, you're above the Little Colorado River, 80 miles away from Hamalavi, and you're at near the headwaters of the Little Colorado at that point, and you're overlooking a beautiful little valley that now contains the town of Eager and Springerville and just uh, it, it's a gorgeous little mesa site one thing i can't neglect to say too is in those baskets in your in your go car for your staycation you also get arizona highways publications we have all kinds of varieties and um, maybe even a book from roger naylor you know, know what you might find in there and Romy, we're drawing now for june staycation they have to the 16th to draw for june where would they get to go this is the Lazy Trout, Lazy Bear Cabin in Greer. Oh, man. June You're kidding. 15th, yeah. 16th you weekend. Are no, Gary, you oh. can't. <laughs> we'll treat you. Okay. <laughs> Folks, you got to uh, register for this. It's, it's a great one because they have multiple cabin sites that you can pick the size that you want. And we've stayed there several times. Again, on the Little Colorado mm-hmm. River right mm-hmm. there. I wonder if Sanderson would let me do my own staycation. I was there this weekend. Well, I was looking at uh, not an F-150, not an F-250. <laughs> not an F-350, <laughs> but an F-450. You know, when we used to go to the Junior Rodeo, the 250 was fine for Baby Bop and Fat Albert. But in addition to those two horses, now we got Nibbles. We got Cracker. We got growing. Dinner. We got Athena. We got Dutch. <laughs> 450. We got two trucks. <laughs> Let's try and consolidate this a little bit. <laughs> Need some towing power.